Welcome back to New Rock Stars. This is The Big Question, the show that gives you too much information about copying your friend's moves and how that can not only make you better on the dance floor, but also lead to a really successful career. I'm a little horse, Tommy Bechtold, because I scream too loud on the 4th of July. And I'm here today with my peaches and cream, big head hey. gang, day one, number one man, MT. What's up, baby? How you doing? Big head gang. What's yes. going on, homie? Were you really uh, screaming yesterday? Yes, I was poolside <laughs> shouting like a madman. I was trying to compete with the fireworks. Every time one would, uh, every time one would go off, I would just shout at it like the Taskmaster. I was mimicking the sounds of fireworks. Uh, <laughs> all right, obviously. We're talking Black Widow today. We gotta, we gotta. We gotta do it. Literally, they're making us. Uh, no, uh, we want to, we're happy to. So again, this is your one and only spoiler warning. If you have not seen Black Widow yet, hit pause on this video right now. Hit Please, pause. You need to go to the cinema. The Get yourself some popcorn. <laughs> Put some M&Ms in the popcorn. Shake the bag. Mix it all together. Thank me later. Okay, or <laughs> log into your Disney Plus account or your cousin's Disney Plus account or your ex-girlfriend's Disney Plus account, but just don't <laughs> judge what they've already watched because, you know, some people like to watch The Fox and the Hound every night of their lives. You know who I'm talking to. Hey, man. Janet. Personally, I can't fall asleep without the sounds of High School Musical 2. That's I'm right. I like so, High School uh, yeah. Musical the musical because uh, the title is ridiculous. Anyway. <laughs> High School Musical the musical the yes, series. <laughs> the seri that's right. Yes. And then after that, you need to come back here and hit play and watch the rest of this video. All right. So we are talking yes. Black Widow today, specifically the stall master fighter with all the classic moves. That's right. Taskmaster. We finally saw Taskmaster make the leap yes. from the comics to the big screen. But how are they able to copy the fighting style of some of our favorite heroes? It all leads up to this week's big question. MT, how does Taskmaster's tech work? So, in the comics, the title of Taskmaster was held by Anthony Masters, mm -hmm. and he of course had photographic reflexes that enabled him to watch someone's moves and 100% replicate them immediately without any practice, which is pretty great. I wish I could do that. I yes. can't. I can barely remember how to say words. <laughs> but of course, instead of using these powers for good, like any right. good boy like you and me, right. Peaches and Cream, we are a force for good. We would always use our powers for good. Yeah. Peaches and Cream are actually our, our vigilante crime-fighting names. That's right. Coming to CW. <laughs> Coming to the CW, Peaches <laughs> and Cream. Um, for, no, I think it's more of an HBO Max, man. Yeah. Uh, judging by the yeah. name, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this, this is TVMA. <laughs> But yes, instead of using these powers for good, he chose a life of crime and often found himself at odds with heroes like Captain America, mm. Spider-Man, Wolverine, Daredevil, Iron Man, Ant-Man, and Reed Richards, mm. just to name a few, even though I feel like that was a lot mm. of people just now. Anyway. Yeah, just to name a few, the, the main seven. <laughs> <laughs> the main seven freaking Avengers. Well, maybe um, not Ant-Man. Sorry, Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> but he also made a living by setting up training centers in order to teach other bad guys how to fight their favorite Avengers. So Ooh, if like anyone that. has a beef with Daredevil, it's like, you know what? Uh, guess what, guys? I think he's blind. <laughs> right. I, I got, yeah, here's a hot tip. He can't see. This is kind of, this, this makes me think of like when old men, like when dads go to like rock camp to learn how to play guitar, like Keith Richards, like it's like Taskmaster will, you can, you can send your dad to camp to fight his enemy. Like if, like, like if your dad has a huge beef with Hercules, send him to uh, Taskmaster's camp. 
Oh my god, that'd be so funny. It's like, hey, do you want to want to fight the bully at school? Learn <laughs> how to be like him. Fight like him and then yes. beat him with his own technique. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, but the MCU, of course, has gone a very different direction with Taskmaster because it's been revealed that Drakov's daughter, Antonia, was the one and only Taskmaster of mm. the MCU. And having barely survived the blast set off by Black Widow in order to kill Drakov, Antonia was saved and turned into the mimicking menace known as the Taskmaster. But Ooh. how does she even do it? Let's dive into that evidence provided by the film to see if we can't figure out the secret behind her copycat techniques. Yes, yes, yes indeed. First of all, we know that she likes to study some game tape because when mm. we first see the Taskmaster, she's studying some game tape of Hawkeye and Black Panther fighting at the airport during the events of Civil War. And mm. the recording is from the overhead angle, so it's clear that Drakov was spying on this action, or it seems that way anyway. And maybe even directly from his Red Room flying base. Right. Which, is, which would make sense considering that it is overhead. And that Red Room, uh, it definitely, uh, it definitely be up there in the skies, in the clouds. With the Lord. But you would think that they would learn by now. It's like, I feel like flying bases, like you're doomed to just fall out of the sky. Did you not see Winter Soldier? Yeah, you're right. But I, <laughs> and I'm also kind of like, wait, so no one ever detected that? Like no one, no one right? ever accidentally like flew into it? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, this is a pretty massive thing. I'm like, right. they always say, oh yeah, we got cloaking tech. We can't see us. I'm like, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. I've got to say. But let's not forget, a lot of our heroes have signature moves that they repeat over and over again. And Yelena often jokes about Natasha's hero landing yes. poses, which I found, like, <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the movie. It's just, it's just so true. Like, I've always wondered, yeah. like, why does she always do that dramatic, like, I don't know, like the, I can't even do it from here. It's like the, the yeah. pose. Split like, in, uh, like, yeah. If I ever tried that, my back would literally oh, snap God. in twain. Absolutely. I would be paralyzed yes. uh, immediately. But of course, having these signature moves makes it easier for Taskmaster to see what's coming. So maybe a little less flourish and a little more just off the cuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm, just gotta, yes. gotta keep it, gotta keep it fresh. Can't, yeah. So Taskmaster don't see what's coming. You know, gotta give him the one, two, and then you'll three, four after that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But also, General Drakov says that his daughter is a mimic, which oh, also yeah. helps her learn and replicate different fighting styles. Now, this could be a sort of enhancement brought on by a combination of the suit and the implanted microchip, mm. or she could have innate mimic ability. Similar to how Clint Barton has like a natural perfect aim, Antonia could also have natural mimic abilities. Like maybe she could even be a mutant. She could mm. be the first mutant that we've seen in the MCU, which would be yes. super exciting. But we could also consider that Drakov could have put some genetic engineering into his own daughter because he's a weirdo that way. Right. And he clearly has a lot of access to all sorts of nefarious science and technology as evidenced by those that horrifying pig scene. I, yes. I cannot believe oh that God. she did that to those pigs. Like, I don't even like that she got redeemed by the end of the movie. Redeemed? I don't know. I don't trust that woman. Yeah, she's me just, either. She's an animal torturer. She just, I don't like her. Anyway, that's just a little weird aside. Yeah. And perhaps Drakov was messing around with his own daughter's genetic makeup. And this could have even helped her survive the explosion in Budapest. Mm. Because in the comics, the Anthony Masters version of Taskmaster eventually injects himself with a modified version of the Super Soldier Serum. So perhaps we'll discover that Antonia was also injected with some sort of enhancement. But ah. that has yet to be determined. But... Let's talk about the suit, because we have the heads-up display of the suit, which is pretty damn impressive, especially the assistance that the heads-up display provides Taskmaster. We got a couple of looks from Taskmaster's perspective in the movie, and much like Tony's Iron Man suit, 
The wear is provided with a lot of technical information, and this certainly helps the Taskmaster match the fighting abilities of anyone that she comes across. In mm -hmm. fact, the tech is actually very similar to when Iron Man and Captain America came to blows in Captain America Civil War, because Tony instructs Friday to study Cap's fighting style so that he can keep up in a hand-to-hand -hand fight with the world's greatest super soldier. Countermeasures ready. Let's kick his ass. And the AI analyzes Steve's fight pattern and develops a plan of attack for Tony. And we see a similar style of analysis when Taskmaster first attacks Black Widow on the bridge in Norway. Like, why would it be so similar? Well, we know that sometimes Tony has some help with the development of his technology, and he, he doesn't always do it on his own. Because, for example, Quentin Beck from Spider-Man Far From Home. He was the main engineer behind BARF. And as we saw in Spider-Man Far From Home, he and some other disgruntled Stark employees wanted up stealing BARF and other Stark technology to try to trick the world for their own personal gain by mm. making the world believe that Mysterio was a superhero. I don't know how long they were planning on keeping that ruse up. I, uh, that was inevitable. That, that was inevitably going to fail. Because when the Avengers showed up, they'd be like, is this guy's not legit? He doesn't no. have powers. No. no, no. It's a fake. But now that we know that the Widows are embedded all around the world, it's possible that some of Tony's fight analysis technology was stolen and wound up in Drakov's hands. So mm. now back to Taskmaster's first confrontation with Black Widow on the bridge. We do get a look at the heads up display to see how Taskmaster views a threat. The visor tracks the target's key points, especially around the joints, in order to build a crude digital skeleton type thing. And this is very similar to motion tracking technology used in motion capture for movies. And this gives Taskmaster a prediction percentage of the target's next move, as well as a threat level. And since we know that Taskmaster has the microchip right inside of her brain, the reaction time can be instantaneous. Mm. And the HUD also keeps Taskmaster on task, which is great because I can't keep anything on task, so I, I probably need a chip in my brain to... Help with this ADHD. There you go. Good God. <laughs> I don't think my therapist can help me anymore. She's just like, you just, it's too much. Maybe stop with the bang. Maybe stop drinking bang. No, That's yeah, definitely. Uh, no. <laughs> we would never stop drinking our beloved sponsor, never. Bang. Because when she realizes that Natasha isn't in possession of the target, she moves on from mm -hmm. the text. Sort of like the Terminator. She's like, nope, don't yeah. need this chick. I'm going to go directly for the package. <laughs> and the HUD also provides important weapons information, but we'll touch on that in a second. But... First, let's talk some more about the suit itself, because we've already discussed how the helmet provides a lot of important data as it constantly scans the target, but is the suit providing any additional support? Well, it appears to be armored and a little bit bulky, and it's got armored plating on some really key points. And this probably protects the wearer from blunt force as well as damage from blade attacks. And it would also provide some protection from explosive damage, fire, and probably some smaller caliber bullets. But, uh... And when we do get the reveal of Antonia's face, we see the damage caused by the fire and the explosion. And we can assume that her body suffered severe damage all over as well. And this makes the possibility of the suit providing some form of life support similar to Darth Vader's iconic suit more of a thing. And if that's the case, then that makes the suit even more important for Taskmaster. She was really messed up. The fact yeah. that she's even alive after that explosion is impossible. Right. Like, Natasha blew her the F up. Right. Like, she should not be alive. No. So, I wouldn't be surprised if the Taskmaster suit was a uh, some type of, I can't take this off or else I'll, I'll wither away and die and perish. Right. Like a, like a Spanx. It's just holding her all yes. together. But let's talk about her weapons and her shield. The shield mm. is pretty tough, though I don't think it's vibranium. It does have that little hum you can hear when it's mm. in action, sort of like vibranium does, but it's not quite the same tone as the vibranium hum. Because uh. that vibranium hum 
it got a specific tone. You know what I'm right, saying? It got that, right, right, right. that good, the Wakandan. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a heavier sound and not as melodic. And the shield is able to block small arms fire and is pretty effective when thrown, though it doesn't always have the clean bounce back that Cap's Vibranium Shield has. Mm. And it ain't like the real thing, you know what I'm right. saying? That's oh, right. Anthony Mackie got the one and only. It's really nice. And the backpack appears to hold a variety of weapons that are able to hold down and fit into a compact compartment. And during that chase through Budapest, we can see in Taskmaster's HUD that there was a variety of arrows that she could choose from. And so the technology in these weapons must be similar to the nanotechnology that we've already seen in the MCU so far. And objects are able to change as needed and fold down into compact sizes. And we also see this technology on the backpack weapons of the Widows if you look closely. And when using the bow and arrow during the chase, Taskmaster's suit provides critical information to make the perfect shot. It shows the distance, the speed, and other critical tracking information. And this ensures that Taskmaster cannot miss knocking that BMW into the subway corner pocket because ah. y y you need to do it when you need to do it. You know That's what I'm saying? Right. Do it! Taskmaster's an efficient woman. She don't mess around. Absolutely. Strong, independent. And Taskmaster also has some really sharp claws similar to Black Panther that she whips out when fighting Red Guardian. I literally thought Red Guardian was going to die in that scene. I was yes. like, this is it. They sort they're sort of setting this up for a big death scene. And yeah. uh those uh those claws are sharp. So right. this is it. You, you about to get your throat cut out, Black Panther style. Cultural appropriation. Can't even believe it. No, I'm I, I mean, it's everywhere. <laughs> God damn it. Everywhere. Everyone everyone wants to be like Wakanda, all right? That's right. I don't understand. Get your own thing, Taskmaster. Jeez. Maybe after she saw the Civil War fight at the Leipzig airport, she decided she needed to add some claws to her suit. And she also has a knife that she flips around like the Winter Soldier during that battle as well. And the suit also has a built-in parachute, which is a great idea, especially when you have your office in the sky. Yes, you know. brilliant. So in conclusion, I think it's safe to say that Taskmaster's abilities are a combination of innate talent, plenty of time for studying and tech assisting state-of-the-art equipment but mm. that's just a theory a taskmaster theory <laughs> yes a, a delightful theory now i you know mt i loved what you said about the possibility of her having some serum injected into her some super soldier serum maybe even like a modified dose Maybe even as a child maybe maybe that's how she survived the explosion like you had said like that would make mm. sense to me and I wonder if in the original draft, maybe it was explained that way and then they just decided not to. Like they decided yeah. they didn't need that extra level of justification for how a small child could survive that explosion. But I think I think that that has to be it to mm -hmm. me. I, I think I, I do like the idea of uh, the super serum thing because like it would sort of potentially tie into, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier's film mm. um, if they really wanted to, to make that connection. But, um, you know, it's it's I do think that it, she could be a mutant. I really like the idea of her being the first mutant that is introduced in the MCU. Yeah. Um, because Drakov just calls her a mimic. Right. And it, the way that he says it, I'm like, is he saying it like she's just a mimic from birth? Is he saying, has she always been a mimic? It would be a really cool thing if like the technology in her brain like sort of just enhances her already innate abilities. You know, it, it would also tie into, you know, why, you know, these these Hydra people were even doing research into the brain in the first place. Because right. th I feel like that was a very interesting point of the movie. It's like, wow, the Hydra's really trying to hack the, the free will of mm. human beings. But yeah, I, I, I really do want to think that she's the first mutant, but 
we haven't seen mutants yet in the MCU. So. We shall, we shall see. Only the time will tell. Now we got to talk a little bit about merch, baby. If you yes. like what we do here at New Rockstars, and I think you do, you can show your support and help us make more of the content we love by going to newrockstarsmerch.com. You can pull a Taskmasters and mimic the New Rockstars hosts by wearing <laughs> the same t-shirts you see Eric and MT and everyone else wearing the videos, except for me, because I only have that one Mandalorian shirt. And I'm working on getting a Loki shirt, but Philip says I have to do 100 push-ups, so it'll probably be a few, <laughs> a few months from now. You can even get a Hi, I'm Eric Voss shirt, which I like to wear to confuse my family, uh, which seems a little on the nose for Taskmaster, but still a very fun <laughs> shirt to own. So get some great gear, including hats, hoodies, pins, stickers, and support mm. this channel by heading over to newrockstarsmerch.com. Now, before we dive into our bite-sized questions next, some words from the folks that help keep Big Question coming to you. First, starting with Mint Mobile. Now, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, we've learned that there's always a catch. So when we heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month, we thought, what's the catch? But with Mint, there isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. So by cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in the form of mystery fees. Instead, Mint passes on sweet savings, and we do love some sweet savings here at New Rockstars. And speaking of here at New Rockstars, Philip switched to Mint and he loves it. He kept his phone in contacts and has great service at a much lower rate. And all plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money-back guarantee. So switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. So to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash big Q. That is mintmobile.com slash big Q. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash big Q. Yes. Now let's talk about something I love. Honey, sweet, sweet honey, baby. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> We've all seen the promo field taunt us at checkout when we're shopping online. Okay. Thanks to Honey, manual searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. I hope you didn't like doing that because it's gone now. Thanks to Honey. <laughs> honey is a free shopping tool that scours the depths of the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds straight to your cart. You like that? Well, I do too. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. That's a lot of hot topics. Everything from gaming all the way to food delivery. DoorDash, anyone? Remember that? Uh, when you check out at one of your favorite sites, the Honey button drops down. By the way, the Honey button is what I call my belly button. But in this case, <laughs> the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. In a few seconds, Honey searches for coupons and if it finds a working coupon, you watch the prices drop. Off-screen producer Zach is a big Honey user and recently he used it to save $7 on some new shoes. Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. That's billion with a B. Wow. So if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. I never recommend something I don't use. Get Honey for free 
at joinhoney.com slash big question. That's joinhoney.com slash big question. All right, baby, it's time for some bite-sized questions. What do you got Let's for me? Let's do it. Okay, Tommy, you ready for this? You ready? Oh, I was born ready. The first bite-sized question of the day is, what is the biggest ship in the Star Wars universe? Tommy? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. It's probably best if we stick to the ships in canon <laughs> for this answer. I mean, of course, we can't no do more, legend ships. No I mean, more legends ships, you hoes. Uh, there's lots of stuff out there in the legends and expanded universe that could certainly compete for the title of largest ship, but we know fast ships like the Falcon, are fast enough for you, old man. But we have to rein it in somehow, so now we're going to look at actual starships for the answer, and it's not just space stations and giant weapons, so that means no star killer base, which was basically a giant laser built into a planet by the First Order in The Force Awakens, a little bit like the Death Star, and let's be fair. A lot of it. <laughs> we're also going to exclude the Death Star, even though the Death Star mm -hmm. was equipped with a hyperdrive and sublight engines, making it as mobile as any other starship. Uh, it's still described as a space station by Obi-Wan, so we're gonna disqualify it. Sorry, blame Obi-Wan if you wanna get mad. Uh, <laughs> Send your emails to Obi-Wan, yeah, his corpse. Email him. He, he, <laughs> Which doesn't exist. He'll read it. Uh, to give you an idea of how big we're talking here, the Millennium Falcon is about 35 meters long, which is about 115 feet. Going up from that, a normal Star Destroyer is 1,600 meters long, but let's start getting big, an executor class Super Star Destroyer, also known as an executive class Star Dreadnought, okay, is okay. 19,000 meters or 19 kilometers long. We first Damn. saw one of those in Empire Strikes Back, dwarfing normal Star Destroyers as it flew overhead. In The Last it's Jedi, iconic, a very iconic moment. In The Last Jedi, we got a sneak peek at Supreme Leader Snoke's personal ship, the Supremacy. So this behemoth is a big, is a mega class star draught knot with a wingspan of 60 kilometers. That's over 37 Damn. miles, baby. That's a trip. That's from, that's LA to Long Beach, okay? That's uh, about 36 and a half more miles than I can run. Yeah, that's oh, insane. That's 37 <laughs> more miles than I can run. So this is where the second Death Star would come in as the champion of big ships, as it had a diameter of 160 kilometers. Said we weren't going to count it, but I changed the terms of our deal. Pray I don't alter them again. <laughs> <laughs> this deal's getting better all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the Death Star reigns supreme. If only those nice. dang rebels hadn't blown it up and killed all those independent contractors. <laughs> Rude rebels. I got you. I got another one for you. You ready okay. for another one? Yes. Okay. All right. Here, here we go. Here all we right. go. Okay. Second bite size question is, how far is Asgard from the planet Earth? Tommy, answer me that. Riddle me this. First of all, Asgard is not real. Uh, so <laughs> it's not, it's nowhere. Uh, no, I'm uh, just kidding. Asgard is real if we believe it's real. Yes. In, uh, in Asgard, uh, in this case, the old Asgard, destroyed by Surtur, was floating out there in space as part of the Nine Realms. It wasn't in another dimension, but actually in our dimension, just really, really, really far away from Earth. So if you wanted to go to Asgard in a spaceship without a Bifrost, uh, how far would you have to travel? It's a little tough to say because we don't know exactly where in space Asgard is. In Thor Ragnarok, Valkyrie tells Thor that Sakaar and Asgard are about as far apart as any two known systems. 
She says she can take a wormhole outside of the city, refuel on Xandar, and they can be back in Asgard in about 18 months. Now, well, we don't know where Sakaar or Asgard are in relation to Earth, we do know where Xandar is. It's in the Andromeda Galaxy, which is uh, 2.537 million light years away from Earth. Just a hop, skip, and a jump. That's just a quick, you know, that's a quick <laughs> Sunday drive. We can't do the math on how far Xandar is from Asgard based on the 18 months at an unknown speed that Valkyrie states, but it would be fair to guess that Asgard is somewhere between 2.5 and 3 million light years away. So if you were traveling at the speed of light, it would still take at least 2.5 million years to get dang to Asgard. Ah, that means a quick trip on the Bifrost must be a wild ride because you are traveling millions of miles. Bro, like that makes me think like imagine if they developed like a Bifrost engine for like a for a spaceship so that you can go even farther distances. That would be nuts. That's probably what Ego has in his little ship. When he's like traveling like super super fast, then he like Teen we, Wolf rides on at one point. He's like riding on the outside. <laughs> like, oh, we, I, I think it's been revealed by James Gunn that Ego is like literally on the edge of the universe. Mm-hmm. So like he was going super fast. So like that was like Bifrost speeds, and it even sort of looks like the Bifrost when it's when it's traveling. Well, not sort of in a way, not really, but like in the colors. There's, there's stuff, some similarities. If I'm not mistaken. That's great. Thank you for those questions. And now... You're welcome. It's time for a little segment I like to call... Box of Scraps. It's the Box of Scraps. It's the Box of Scraps. It's the Box of Scraps. What's the question, Tommy? Ah, yes. MT, if you could replicate the talents of any one person, living or dead, who would it be and why? Um, so it's a toss up for me because like, obviously I got my role models. I mm-hmm. do want to be more like, I love, I love me some Dave Chappelle. I love mm-hmm. me some, some Conan O'Brien, mm-hmm. but, uh, given recent BS that has happened in this world, yes. I'm going to have to say, uh, Miss Shikari Richardson. Ooh. She is an athlete. She mm-hmm. is one of the most impressive runners of all time. Yes. And she wasn't allowed to participate in the Olympics because she they found a little bit of weed in her bloodstream, which is a whack reason to disqualify one of the best, if not the best, runner in the mm. world in her field. So I'm going to say Shikari just for solidarity because I yes. got my people. Yes. So I got you, Shikari. Absolutely. How about you? Who would you want to replicate? Hmm. I think similarly I would stay in the world of sports and I would try, I would want LeBron James's athleticism. Like oh, it, because I think, you know, it's kind of debated. One of the great sports debates is like that LeBron James could probably play any professional sport. Like if he decided that he wanted to be a soccer player, he could probably be a U.S. men's national team soccer player. Like, Seriously, he has the body of like. He's just a uh, genetic <laughs> Adonis. And I think being that physically fit, like the amount of like things you could do or try. And I don't, I just. To spend one day inside LeBron James. Oh, my God. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Phrasing, Tommy. Phrasing. Well, that is it for this episode of Big Question. Thank you, of course, to Tommy for joining me for this episode. You can follow him at Tommy Bechtold on Twitter. You can follow me at Mastertainment on Twitter if you want to see me tweet weird shit. Subscribe to New Rockstars here on YouTube. And make sure to hit that notification bell so you get notifications whenever we upload some dope shit. Take it easy, guys. Stay safe. We love you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.